Welcome back, finally. After we are back. <laughs> a little breaky break. We are back. We know you've all been waiting with bated breath. Clamoring for a new episode. <laughs> Everyone was Don't crying, worry. screaming, throwing up. <laughs> Our DMs were flooded. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Watching Up. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. I'm Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back to talk about everything that's going on in the entertainment and celebrity world. And we got a lot lot to talk about this week because we have two weeks. I know. I'm like, how are we ever going to fit it all into one episode? Get ready for a four-hour episode. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I think Mercury and Retrograde is finally over, so hopefully things are looking up from here on out. We were all excited at the beginning of Taurus season. Little yeah. did we know. It kind of really kicked kick my arse. <laughs> I know we talked about that last time, but I needed, like last week we took a break because I, I just felt like I needed a mental break. And then little did I know I would get more traumatized <laughs> throughout the week. Um, so my dog had like a really traumatic accident happen. And we had to take him to the emergency room, and it was just a really rough few days of a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> so, yeah, thankfully he's doing well, and everything worked out as good as it possibly could. I feel like, mm-hmm. but it was kind of one of those situations where it's like you don't really know what's going to happen. You kind of just have to wait and see if he gets better or not. Mm-hmm. And thankfully he did. So. <sighs> We got through it, but yeah. yeah, that was that was my week last week. Pretty much was poor baby. He's such a good boy. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. They never do. I know. Yeah, when you were telling me about it, I was like, that sounds horrific. Yeah, like, basically, what happened was we were throwing the ball in the backyard, and he's he's like part border collie, so he just like loves running and chasing things, and like the ball is his like number one ball is life fixation in life. Like that's the only thing he cares about. He doesn't like playing with other dogs. He doesn't like playing with other toys. He either likes lounging around or chasing the ball. Those are like his two modes. <laughs> so we were throwing the ball to him and all of a sudden, like I was talking to my husband and we were in the backyard. And all of a sudden I just heard like this crazy like scream. Like it was not like a noise I'd ever heard him make. And I didn't even know it was him at first. I thought it was like something else, mm-hmm. like it, like in one of the neighbor's yards. And I turned around and he was just like spinning kind of on his butt like around and around, like he couldn't use his back legs anymore. So we kind of (laughs) tried to stay calm and like the vet was closed. So we took him to the emergency room. And basically what they said was like, I had thought he broke his leg or something at first, like tripped Mm -hmm. on something. But basically what they said was it was like a acute onset spinal injury. So either it was like something that would cause him to be like paralyzed, like indefinitely, or like it would like 
gradually get better over the next few days. Mm-hmm. And the only way to know for sure was to like have a an MRI for which for people is expensive, but for dogs, I think it's like he said it was going to be like four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So we were like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but luckily, he was sh- he was already showing signs of kind of like having sensation. Right. Like he would like he would like react if you like grabbed his toe and stuff. So the doctor was like, I'm pretty confident that you don't need to go that route yet. And you can just kind of like wait and see. So luckily over the next few days he did get better and he's been walking, but we just have to keep him like mostly immobile for the next four weeks, which is kind of difficult with a very active dog. Yeah. No running. Yeah. 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 Poor baby. That's traumatic. Yeah. It was very scary. But yeah. I'm glad that he's going to be okay for sure. What's it called? Like A-N-N-P-E? He said something? it was A-A-N-P-E. A-N-N-P-E. A-N-N-P-E awareness, everyone. Yeah, I have to look, look up exactly what that stands for. But um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anything I'd ever heard of. Like Yeah. Yeah, I just like didn't know what happened. Like my first thought was just like he must have broken his leg or something. So mm-hmm. Poor baby. I know. I'm glad that he's doing better, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. He's going to be all right. Yeah. After we get universal health care for humans, we need to do it for dogs (laughs) and animals. Yeah, and that was like the one time I was like, damn, maybe we should have had pet insurance. Yeah. I mean, over the last, what, five years, I would have been paying it and like not using it. And then I don't Mm -hmm. know if that would like equal out to like what we paid. It would probably be more than what we paid at the emergency room like over time. So it's just kind of like. "Mm." I know. I can't even. I don't know. Anytime I have to look at something dealing with insurance, I'm just like, what language is this in? <laughs> like, and also, I yeah, <laughs> I think obviously for humans, it's for sure worth it just because the astronomical, yeah. like when I had my leg surgery, I think they billed the hospital like $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to pay like 2000 So I'm like, well, thankfully. <laughs> still too much. But <laughs> it's still a lot, but I'm like, you know, 20 grand would have pretty much derailed my life. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry that happened. And, but yeah, like I said, I'm glad he's doing better. He'll be back to 100. I'm glad Mercury's out of retrograde. I'm glad Taurus season's over. I'm glad Taurus season's (laughs) over for the first time in my life. Bring on the Geminis, like honestly. We got beat down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, has anything else been going on besides that? trying to think. I mean, I've just been watching a bunch of television um, Me too. I've been in TV mode. TV mode <laughs> and movies. Um, but we can talk about that, I know, later when we get into like catching up on what we've been watching. I'm trying to think of any other, like I've been shopping a lot mm-hmm. online. Like I like physically can't stop buying things. So I need, I know. I need to settle down. <laughs> um, finish painting the the den. I, I think I talked about that last time. But yeah, just at home type things. Nothing super. Like I honestly can't even remember anything before like the accident. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it feels like it's been a long time since the last time we recorded. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of house stuff too. What have you um, been doing around the house? I did 
an actual deep clean. Ooh, I need to do that. And uh, I talked about doing a little spring cleaning like a couple weeks ago. That was nothing compared to this. <laughs> I was like, I spent like the whole day just w- one tracking throughout the house, just like cleaning everything. So that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime that I have like the slightest bit of motivation to do something, like I have to take advantage of it right. because. I like the next day. Who knows what kind of you never know when this opportunity (laughs) will come again. Yeah, and so like when I say I spent the whole day doing it, like I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) Um, I did not stop, but yeah, I got all of that done, so that was nice. Do do you ever see the people on TikTok that do like the Sunday reset videos, and they like literally clean their whole apartment, like deep clean it every week, and I'm like. What? No. <laughs> I'm like, is that really necessary every week? I'm like, your walls are dirty after one week. <laughs> I can't. I get, uh, I'm lucky if I get that to that point like once every six months or so. I know. I'm like, am I gross or are they over the top? I think they're over the top. I just <laughs> wish just what like, I'm going to tell myself. One of my ultimate goals is to just have somebody come clean like twice a oh month oh my god something. I know I feel like that would be so nice and someone who does just- a good job too because I've had people come like clean before yeah like if I saw like a Groupon or something and I just didn't have time but I just feel like they never do as good of a job as like I'm like I could have done a better job myself yeah so I need somebody that like really wants to get in there and like yeah like a maybe it will probably cost more. Right. It's like one of those you get what you pay for type of things. But I would love to do that even just once just to like really deep clean everything. Because I feel like with stuff like the walls and the baseboards and stuff, it's like once you do it once, it's like you're good for a while. Yeah. Like obviously you're going to have to do stuff like mopping and all of that kind of stuff. But my the bane of my existence is is scrubbing tubs. I'm like, that's like the one thing that I'm just like, I will go as long as I possibly can without shower doing this. is like yeah. a nightmare. My husband did it last time, thank God. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. But yeah, it felt, I'm not going to lie, it felt good to, <laughs> to do it. It always yeah. does. Once you're done, you're like, wow. My life is so perfect. I have a new lease on life. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what was I even (laughs) complaining about before? I know. And then I had some like wall art that I've just been like literally just like leaned against the wall on the floor. Mine too. (laughs) My brain is just like, no, you're not doing that ever. Like you're never hanging those up. (laughs) And I finally did. And it just felt so good. Yeah. Just getting Um, stuff off the floor, I feel mm -hmm. like makes a huge difference. Um, Yeah. I've been shopping a lot too. I've been, uh, I will say to put like a point in my favor i've been shopping more than i've been buying so that's a feather in your cap a feather in my cap but i've been going to like estate sales and garage sales and trying to find treasures which Mm -hmm. is my favorite pastime have you found anything good recently um i did get i got a large piece of wall art that i think i'm gonna put above my couch so you know now that's leaning against the wall so you gotta show me 
You gotta send me a picky. Yeah, I'll show you. I got some records. Um, I got this cool like salad bowl that I also need to send you a picture of. Like, I don't know. Describing stuff is just not gonna <laughs> do it justice. But I need to see it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Ooh, and I got this lamp. The other day I went to Goodwill and I found uh, one of those like uh, UFO style lamps that's, uh, I don't know, I feel like they're really trendy right now. It was like five bucks and I was like, hell yeah. Is it like the brass? Mm-hmm. The it's, brass? It's, it's stainless steel, but it's like mostly the silver dome. with gold accents. Okay. Maybe you have to send me a pic. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I kind of want to like maybe spray paint it or something to a brassy color because I don't have a lot of like silver accents in my house, but we'll see. I feel like Chrome is making a big comeback Yeah, that's recently, what though. I was thinking too. I was like, just because it like doesn't go right now, but I was also like, I kind of want to keep it how it is because I feel like maybe I could incorporate some more mm-hmm. stuff yeah. around it. If you put more in your space then it'll be like mixed metals so it won't look out of place yeah and it also has like gold accents so it's it'll be easier to like blend it into stuff but yeah that's what i've been up to Just the exciting sh- lives of michelle and rachel <laughs> back on her bullshit her shopping bullshit <laughs> well when there's um, nothing to do there's always shopping i know i love it but Yeah, so we have a lot of content to go over, so I think we should just hop right into Succession, episodes eight and nine. I don't know how we're going to go through everything. (laughs) My gosh. I'm so scared. (laughs) Did you prefer episode eight or episode nine? Oh my gosh. I think, okay. I think I preferred episode eight's writing, but episode nine's performances. That's a good answer. I would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think episode episode eight eight was just so, like, I was, like, so anxious. I think I was way more, like, locked in and, like, on the edge of my seat in episode eight, which I guess is more, like, to do with the subject matter because Mm -hmm. obviously, yeah. It didn't stop the whole time. It was just like, yeah. And you really could feel like that anxiety of, you know, that we had, we had 2016 flashbacks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everyone was getting PTSD. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so episode eight was the election episode and Roman Roy was a real piece of shit (laughs) yeah this one really reminded i think it really like kind of shattered the glass for all of the characters in my opinion like i mean especially roman he was probably the worst out of everybody but um for all of them it kind of just brought everybody back down to earth and was like oh yeah these people are horrid (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah we can feel sympathy for them but at the end of the day they're not good people um and sometimes (laughs) you just forget that in baby girling everybody on the show so (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard not to (laughs) but yeah what like what was your favorite part of the episode or like what was the like standout element for you um the part where Kendall found out that Shiv was going behind their backs. 
fucking Greg. I <laughs> He's mean, not to be trusted. <laughs> I honestly like, yeah, fuck Greg. But honestly, I'm like kind of proud of him at this point because I'm like, at least he's like not taking anybody's bullshit anymore. And he's like standing no. up for himself. But um, yeah, I just thought that whole sequence was like really well done the way that you saw her like making the fake phone call and you're like, no, why don't Girl, you just call no. him and tell him if <laughs> if Kendall calls like lie. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. So um, and then the way that you just it doesn't it wasn't really a conversation. You just see everything happening like outside the glass of the conference room and her mm-hmm. like the pit in her stomach, like knowing he's like about to like find her out. Like I just mm-hmm. thought that was really like effective the way they did that. Right. Um, what about yeah, you? She's not very good at, um, she's not very good at like being confronted with her lies mm-hmm. and like lying on her feet, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just like, uh, what, what, what? No. Uh, Which I feel like they're all kind of like that. Um, <laughs> Um, for me, I guess it feels like so long ago that I watched it. I almost wanted to rewatch it because I couldn't like remember everything. But the wasabi part. (laughs) That was like the funny, like comedy, comedic relief. Um, Yeah, it was just the whole, the whole thing with Greg and Tom, like they're on cocaine and (laughs) they're just like, under so much pressure and nobody knows what's going on and nobody knows when it's like appropriate to which I didn't really like under like this whole series I don't think I've really seen like Tom do a drug so I was like why on this (laughs) very important day would you be like yes this is the thing I need to do when you're like (laughs) your ass is on the line and your performance like really matters on this day I just didn't really understand that I know thinking but and then yeah that guy Darwin (laughs) was like I was like come on you need to be the voice of democracy in this moment like (laughs) it was really telling how like they could so easily bully people into just doing whatever they wanted that was the scary part I (sighs) I know and like I feel like this is really how it is (laughs) no I know and that's like I think what the takeaway was which like obviously this is written by a British person who only can I'm guessing conjecture how these things go down but um I was just like I could literally see this being how it is at like Fox News HQ on election day like you know yeah so that's disheartening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that literally <laughs> it, like and pretty much all five of those people like it it had nothing them calling the election had nothing to do with the, the actual it was votes. just like their interpersonal relationships and right. whatever they were feeling at the moment and it all came down to Kendall just being mad at his sister basically. It's so <laughs> so scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then another part that I liked was that little bit of that um the tirade that Ravenhead went on mm-hmm. after after uh, Roman like told him what to say. Yeah, I was like, this is too accurate. <laughs> it's yeah. like bone chilling. It's like Tucker Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it was just very. It was that was a really 
good yeah. episode of television. I like agree. Roman said at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. I'm like, it's nothing okay, but a Roman. good night of TV. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Horrific. Um, Cut to him being beat up by protesters. The exactly. Next day. <laughs> you think nothing happens? How about get your ass handed to you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the next episode was the funeral episode. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I said, the performances were just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I keep, I feel like there keeps on being moments where I'm like, this is the Emmy clip. No, this is the Emmy clip. No, this. I'm like, how, how are they possibly going to choose between um kieran and jeremy strong who in your opinion has the edge because in my opinion it's kieran at this point it's so hard to say like i feel like it's like a rat race like it's gonna be like a photo finish but the (laughs) the final episode will probably be more about kendall i'm guessing so has jeremy strong won before for it uh that's a good question let's look it up because I feel like if he has, then I would definitely give an edge to Kieran. But if he hasn't, that's tough. Yeah, he won for Outstanding Lead Actor in Succession in 2020. Okay. So, yeah, maybe it's looking better for Kieran, but I don't know. It's just, just so that, hard. like, whole the whole sequence with him like in the front pew of the funeral watching the uncle's speech slash then getting up and like not being able to give a speech and breaking down I was just like that was like not even Emmy worthy that was Oscar worthy to me truly (laughs) watch him win an Oscar (laughs) like they should break the rules and give him an Oscar they should but also Uh, it was so good yeah it was good and like I just, like, he does such a good job with that character because, like, obviously he's not a good person, like I said. Like, the character's not. And he, like, really let me down in the election episode. Like, I ended up, like, you end that episode, like, literally hating his guts. And then the next episode, he just, like, brought me right back to feeling sorry for him. Yeah. So. And I think even. How can he manipulate me this much? Even going back to the start of the episode when he's alone in his apartment, like rehearsing his speech, that was such a good, like that was so well performed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like and the speech was good. I know. I was like, if you could have gotten that out, that could have been your (laughs) ticket to see. I knew it was gonna be a disaster. I knew he wasn't gonna do it because, yeah. Um, but I feel like we haven't gotten like there hasn't been a scene like that long that's just him other than like at the beginning of the show when he was like in his office jerking off or whatever and he gosh I don't even remember that it was like a sequence of him like being in the office for the first time and he's getting all these messages he's also so gross like I don't even understand why I like him like that that part where he was talking about him having to jerk off if Shiv (laughs) was breastfeeding I was like you're Sick. I love it. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? And it's then we're like, we're it's okay. Twisted. He's just joking. And like, I'm like, oh my God. But not um, even that it's okay. I'm like, yeah, I like that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> His sister. <laughs> oh my God. But um uh, yeah. Hot, though. I was gonna say something. Oh, my favorite line of the episode was probably Discord makes my dick hoard. 
(laughs) 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 or the funniest line i guess yeah Um. so good (laughs) Uh, and then yeah we got ewan just getting up there and slam dunking yeah that was really good people are saying he'll probably get the like guest outstanding guest appearance yeah he was so good yeah because we haven't really even seen him since like a couple seasons ago i don't think Mm -hmm. um and i just love how like greg had like one job and he was like oh wait no i was (laughs) like you want me to take his legs out (laughs) (laughs) but that i thought that speech was like good he didn't like i didn't think he was very like super disrespectful obviously I think he was like spitting truth but I liked Uh, the part about like how he started with talking about their childhood and like what they went through so like maybe you could kind of understand how he got to be the person that he was when he died um yeah and it was just like a lot of information where there was a part like I guess it was a couple seasons ago where they talked kind of talked about like the sister dying But they didn't really give, like, all the info. And that was, like, a storyline where I was like, are they just going to drop this and, like, never bring it up again? Because there was, like, mm-hmm. no more time left. And they did. They, like, closed the loop on that. So, um, yeah. It was when it was when Holly Hunter, like, hosted a party for him when she was trying to get in his good graces. Mm-hmm. And someone gave her the intel to, like, give a toast to his mom and his sister. And she did it. And he was like no like that was a bad mood yeah bad move um but yeah I thought that was very interesting like just finally like you said closing that loop and yeah I mean I don't think anyone in the world would be like under any illusions that he's like this perfect person right so why pretend exactly (laughs) yeah um and yeah, I mean, just I could be like, I could feel the nerves. Uh, I think starting with like them walking behind the casket, like I could just feel Roman's nerves. And I was like, ah, this is how I would be feeling. Just like I was so confident. And now that I'm in the moment, like, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> like when you gave my wedding speech. Yeah. Just <laughs> but I, but you did killed it, it. You did. Yeah. <laughs> It was like opposite. Like you thought you were gonna be bad, and you were amazing. Thanks. Um, what else? Um. So Shiv is still trying to get um Matson to let her be the U.S. CEO. That was a really good PR move for her to be like, "Okay, release your like numbers today because no one's gonna read them because mm-hmm. it'll be buried." Yeah, and um. So he did, and she was right. And then I thought, okay, so I thought the whole um, the whole element of Mankin in this episode was very interesting, and just kind of again like bone chilling. Like he, I thought that um, Justin Kirk's performance was really good, even though he didn't like say a whole lot. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah, <laughs> and like just his like intense eye contact that he's making with everyone in order to like get them to say things that they probably shouldn't or wouldn't normally say i'm like he's he's giving manipulative politician (laughs) it's the difference between like somebody who wants who wants like the power position and someone who like actually knows what to do with it and like how to 
like manipulate yeah. people and like just you can tell that he has more experience like doing all of this stuff than like literally anybody else he's talking to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's the he's gonna, probably going to be the president. So it's like he's now got the upper hand on literally everybody. Right. Um, and anyone who trusted him was foolish to do so. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> right. Because like think about it, at the end of the day, like you can have a handshake deal with somebody. But if they get what they want, which is being president they're going to do what's in their best interest at the end of the day. It's not going to be, yeah. oh, yeah, you promised me. It's not a give and take. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a take and take. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. If it, like, makes their approval ratings go down, then they're not going to do it. So. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess, you know, he said that he would um, block the deal, but obviously if that's not what's in his best interest, that's not what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so Shiv and Matson um, are trying to kind of soften him towards their side of things. Yeah, they're promising him a, an American CEO, which Shiv thinks, thinks is going to be her. Because <laughs> when Matson calls her at the end, he's like, "Yeah, he he, he's you. okay with an American CEO, not you as." The CEO. I know. Who so, do you think it would be? I don't know. People on Twitter thinks it's going to be Greg. <laughs> That's what I, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, he did become like really good friends with him he likes, overnight, Matson and like when he him. when he walked up, he was like, "Hey, man!" Like sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not out of the question. I was trying to think. I was like, "What is the funniest possible like ending?" to like all of this like it could be that greg takes everything or it could be that like literally this whole time someone else has been like plotting to like take over and like it's happened like outside of literally everything they're doing on the show and they come in (laughs) and like take it and they're all like left in the dust or something like i don't know carolina hugo (laughs) woof woof or jerry jerry but We'll see. Ewan. He's could just blow it all up in the name of Greenpeace. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe like Ewan or the mom have like a bigger share or were left like that. a bigger share than they thought they would be left. Like, so they have a bigger um, say in like the board meeting or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not out of the question. Nothing's off the table. The <laughs> one thing I'm like, I don't know. If they're going to close the loop on is the dead waiter story. Mm, I'm just like, I mean, I guess it does make sense that nothing would end up happening with that because probably in real life they would get away with it. Yeah. But um, I just like, I guess I always assume that would come back around to bite him in the ass at some point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess if it doesn't happen next week, it's not going to happen. But Right. And then... I thought it was interesting how even before the funeral, we see Kendall basically like ruin his relationships with both his ex-wife and Jess, who's been there with him like the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then he like replaces them with um, Hugo and the, the bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah, yeah. And then it's like 
women always getting the shaft. <laughs> He's just like his dad. He's just like his dad. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. The whole part with Jess, I was like, I was dying laughing when he was like, great time to tell me. And she was like, bitch, I didn't even want to tell you right now. I know. It was like you forced it out of her. And like, he's like, I don't understand. Like both on both of their accounts, like the ex-wife and Jess, he was like, you're making a big, de- bigger deal out of this. And you're like, no. You just don't realize weight of your action (laughs) they're being very pragmatic like yeah exactly it's just so frustrating and then when he was like I'm gonna get full custody I'm like you haven't seen these kids in like two years how are you gonna get full custody probably anywhere (laughs) yeah you think you're gonna run the company and take care of them full-time by yourself absolutely not okay uh, just vengeful but yeah just very interesting um transfers of positions and whatnot mm-hmm. um so yeah we end the episode with him saying that he plans to block the deal and take run away with the company <laughs> basically only him which we which we knew yeah um but yeah, it's interesting also, I thought, because like at the end of episode eight, obviously Roman was in the power position. And then in the span of one day of just having an emotion, he like lost it. He's not coming back from yeah. this, I don't think. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it seems like it's a it's a Kendall Shiv battle royale Mm -hmm. like you said Mm -hmm. um but you never know someone could swoop in (laughs) at the 11th yeah i'm just like i don't i like i'm trying to think because i feel like they always like land the plane on the finale of the season and this is obviously the series finale and it's always kind of something (laughs) that you don't see coming Mm -hmm. because like i mean i don't think anyone thought that Kendall was going to kill somebody at the end of season one. I don't think anybody thought he was going to betray his dad at the end of season two. And then I don't think anybody thought Tom would like go rogue at the end of season three. So it's going to be, it's just, I I think it's going to be something that nobody like expects. What if, what if actually Jerry and Roman were building an alliance this whole time? And they were acting like they had a falling out for, yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Chills. Honestly, I only want the best for Jerry, so I'd be on board Chills, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. What am I gonna do with myself? When it's over. I've been on this train for like a month. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that you only started watching it like one month ago. Um, I started it a couple of years ago, but <laughs> didn't get very far. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I'm just gonna have to rewatch it immediately. <laughs> I'm sure there will be a lot that you didn't notice the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see what what's in store for the future of Waystar Royco. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna be so hyped for this Emmys year. When are the Emmys? Like February? When are they? No, they're the first of the season. I think they're usually like. September, October? Look it up. September 18th. Okay. Thank God. Um, so yeah, it's just gonna be the succession show. All right. So 
tune back in next week for our thoughts on the finale. Yeah. Feel free to email us what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Email us watchinguppod at gmail.com. We want to hear your predictions. Yeah. Um, Okay. So other things that I watched over the last couple weeks, I don't think that you've watched any of them. So (laughs) I'll just briefly talk about them. Um, I caught up on the new season of Workin' Moms, which I think it was the last season. So that's also over. (laughs) And um, it's just a really funny show. I would highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for like an easy watch. They're like 30 minute episodes. um, And it's a comedy just about like this group of moms that are all uh, really good friends. And they go to like the same like mommy and me um, classes at the beginning of it. And then it goes, you know, throughout their lives as work and moms work work uh, work 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 it's on netflix it's a canadian show and who's in it is anyone like famous in it oh what's her name the creator is named katherine reitman and she's the star like she's the main um one of the main characters And she, I knew her from, she was in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for, like, a small arc. Mm. Um, She, like, turned into, like, she got plastic surgery to look like a cat. (laughs) Is she related to Ivan Reitman and the other guy from Ghostbusters? Oh. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I've seen her before. But, yeah, it's, like, one of those Canadian shows that, like, gets released on Netflix. Oh, yeah, her dad is Ivan. Oh, she, oh, he is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, but yeah, it's funny and an easy watch. And I, I was like, I think it had seven seasons, which I was like shocked because I feel like I, I blew through them pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. but yeah, um, so that's Working Moms on Netflix. And then I also finished <laughs> the second part of season two of season two of Firefly Lane, which was also the last part. <laughs> and so that's over. Forever. All of my shows are ending. Yeah. Well. Literally, it ripped me <laughs> into pieces. Gosh. <laughs> Maybe I should watch this. <laughs> I was, I literally was crying, like, basically every episode. Um, Aww. It's it's very emotionally manipulative, but like in the best way. <laughs> when you want your emotions to be manipulated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It was very um very emotional throughout, but I loved it. I it was I I really enjoyed that show, even though it was a little cheesy. Um Hey, I like yeah. cheesy. Who doesn't like a little cheese? If it's done in the loved- right way. It's necessary. Exactly. I love Sarah Chalk. I do too. She needs to be utilized more. I know. I really hope she does more stuff because she's very fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And Katherine Heigl. (laughs) I feel like, does she have like a bad rap in the industry or something? I think on Grey's Anatomy, people said she was like really hard to work with. Hard to work with. Or something. And then like. Quote unquote difficult. Yeah. Um, 
I did see a tweet the other day that was like, we will pay for what we did to Katherine Heigl one day or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, I don't know what this yeah. is referencing, but I, I do feel like she has kind of like a Anne Hathaway in the reputation. early 2000s, that reputation where people just like hated her, but it was like unclear yeah. why. Um, That's what I was getting the vibe of because I feel like she's just kind of like a very try hardy kind of like I don't know I don't know how to say it but like yeah like she's probably like one of those theater kids like <laughs> the way that Jeremy Strong that. got ripped apart for that New Yorker piece or whatever um dramaturgically <laughs> <laughs> which I just think he's so like like you you need people like that in the world or else like what are we all doing yeah. like you know like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If everyone was the same and like literally so cynical about everything, then the world would be so boring. And yeah, I feel like I would need to know specifics about like people's complaints with her because I always get a little like skeptical when I I hear. Yeah, I never like, I never got on board with Anne Hathaway hate. I'm not on board with the her hate because I I just don't. Like, I need a reason. Like, I need a... I don't like the excuse of, like, I don't know, there's just something about her that I don't like. Well, I mean, I guess you can have that opinion, but that seems kind of mean. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime someone that, like, calls specifically a woman difficult to work with, Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of like, what does that mean? Right. Did did Um, she just have, like, standards? Uh, right. (laughs) Did she just stand up for herself once or twice? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that's kind of what her rap has been, but I don't know. I liked her in the show. Mm -hmm. She's, she's likable to me. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that was, if you want a good cry, you should watch Firefly Lane. (laughs) It's only two seasons. Okay. Um, I might, I might get on board with that soon. Yeah, uh, that's also on Netflix. Um, and then I've been catching up with the other two. Have you watched that? So I watched the first season when it was on another network a long time ago. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think it started on HBO. I think HBO picked it up. Um, but it was really, really, really funny. But I never yeah. like went back to it. But I need to. Yeah. So the new season just dropped. It's season three. And I've been kind of working my way through that. But it's it's so funny. Yeah. It's another one that I'm like, I highly recommend if you just want something that's easy to watch. They're only 30 minutes. I literally could probably watch an entire season in like a day. Yeah. <laughs> so so definitely um, if you're looking for a fun, funny watch, that's that's the one to do. And then I also caught up on the new season of Queer Eye, which I always kind of forget about it before, like between seasons, I always kind of like forget. And then they just, it's kind of like Love is Blind where they just like drop the season and you're like, We oh, watched yeah. the first episode. It's so good. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. And it's so uplifting. I always feel like it is. And I'm I kind of am always like, shouldn't this have gotten old by now? But it just doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't. I just um, like I mean, I think the the procedural of like a makeover is always gonna be like it always hits. It always hits because you're like you see the person, you're like, let's see what they can do with this. Yeah. And especially in the way they do it, where they're kind of like breaking the toxic like the ways that 
you know, makeover shows back in the day were kind of like toxic and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you need to lose weight or you're, you know, you're dressing like a boy. Right. It's more woman. like, what like, if you whatever. just took care of yourself? Right. And, like, just like care- treat yourself. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. Deserve- <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I love that about the show. And I mean, all the guys are just so lovable. Lovely. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time on Netflix this weekend, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get it in before uh, they crack down on the password sharing, which literally. apparently started today. <laughs> oh no. Well, why do they make it so you can have multiple accounts? accounts? Yeah, that's what I don't understand about it. I'm like, how are you gonna monitor those? Right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. Have you what have you been watching? Um I watched the newest season. I've also been on Netflix. I watched the newest season of Selling Sunset, season six, and it mm-hmm. was lit. Really? <laughs> yeah, this uh, season I was like to get probably my favorite so far. Um, the you've never watched even like you never watched like the beginning or anything. Oh my yeah. gosh! Like they're just so it's so funny because like. The outfits they wear are so ridiculous, and you're like, if I pulled up to a showing of like a house, and the in my <laughs> realtor was wearing that like Mugler like jumpsuit, like, <laughs> I would be like, what is going on? Like it's just like they look like they're playing dress up. Like it doesn't even mm-hmm. look natural. It's just so funny, <laughs> and it, like the drama is so funny, and like. It's so, it's like rich white people problems, like to the fullest extent, like, like kind of yeah. like housewives, but like even more like ridiculous, I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to watch it. I would recommend it. I mean, I, I think I've watched the whole thing like twice through. Damn. Just cause the seasons go down so fast. Like there are 10 episodes, but I swear I got through it in like two days <laughs> just cause yeah. I was like. Clued and it's one of season six. Yeah, it's season six. I think it's either five or six, but I'm pretty sure it's six. But um, you should watch it. I mean, the main character Chris Shell is just so like I feel like I don't even know the word enigmatic. Is that a word? Just like the type of person that you want you want to know what's happening with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the beginning of the show, she's like married to that guy from. Justin Hartley to Justin Hartley and then like they yeah. are, like it's it just follows her through like all of these like relationships and like she's the only one I know I think because she I think she was on Dancing with the Stars yeah she was she? Yeah, yeah she was um but she's the type of person that you think you would like hate just like looking at her but she's like well, she's like my favorite one on the show um okay but I don't know I don't know how to describe it other than just like over the top, ridiculous reality <laughs> trash. And I love it. Um, I love that. Yeah. What else? Oh, me and my husband watched this show that I think just dropped either a couple days ago on Netflix called How to Get Rich. Hmm. And it's like, um, it's this guy that I think got popular from his podcast. He's like a financial advisor, but not like. Dave Ramsey like type mm-hmm. toxicity. He's like more like realistic <laughs> and non-judgmental. Um, so he had he got a show on Netflix where he like helps people like figure out their finances and get out of debt and stuff. And it was good. We like binged through the whole thing. Nice. Um, 
I think that's all. I've been cat. I watched a few episodes of Boy Meets World to catch up with my podcast. Oh yeah, I did too. Um, or I think I watched one episode, but I'm way behind. So I put on Gilmore Girls the other day because I wanted to take a nap, and I just like putting something on that I already know what's happening. Yeah. Um. And then obviously been keeping up with Vanderpump Rules and Summer House are both both had their finales and uh, they're about to start their reunions. Um, it's going to be I'm having people over um, on Wednesday. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be the day before. But to watch the reunion. Ooh. Is it going to be <laughs> so it's like the whole fallout of. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be crazy. Didn't something already happen with that? Like didn't was it just the finale that was making waves or yeah, so the finale aired and the finale happened. Um it was like an extra episode that got added onto the end of the season because uh. like the scandal broke and then they like picked cameras back up like the following day. And so they like captured like all these conversations that these people were having with each other, like right after everybody found out it was riveting like even if you don't watch the show just go on peacock and watch that episode because it was like one of the best (laughs) hours of television i've ever seen (laughs) oh my gosh okay Um, well oh i don't know i want to watch it and then there's so much to catch up on (laughs) they well the good thing about bravo shows is they like if they're referencing something from the past they usually like well, flashback. Yeah, they'll flashback and like put in like the information you need. So it's not mm-hmm. like I don't think like if you haven't watched it, you wouldn't be able to follow what's going on. Um, okay. Uh, and then yeah, the reunions airing on Wednesday, and then they're gonna release like longer unedited versions of the reunion on Peacock the following day. <laughs> so okay. Um, but apparently nice. people have been wondering because, like, the, usually they start filming the season around, like, this time. But mm-hmm. contracts haven't been signed for, like, the next season because apparently – and this is just, like, what I've heard um, – something will be revealed at the reunion that even, like, the cast doesn't know yet. So I'm guessing it's, like, something that happened off set or, like, in a dressing room or, like – in the alley or something like in between on breaks or something. So I'm like really curious as to what that is. Dang. People are saying, people are saying that Raquel is pregnant, but I don't know if I believe that that would just be the cherry on top. Like by Tom or someone else? I don't know. But I mean, they're saying by Tom, but I'm like, I just feel like that's way. Raquel's the one he cheated with, not who he cheated on. right? Right. Ariana's when he cheated on. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exciting though. Yeah. So I, what it's gonna be. I don't know if it'll be like because the reunion's three parts, so it's going to be airing over the next three weeks. Right. So I don't know when that thing will be revealed. Probably not till mm-hmm. the last episode, but um, right. Yeah. Dang. Well, you have to keep us updated. Shocking. 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 The most shocking season. The Vanderpump Rules in history. Yeah. Um, was that all you had for I TV? I think so, yeah. I, that's all I can remember at the moment. Yeah. Oh, and I've been okay. keeping up with Barry, too. I don't know if you watched that. I need to catch up. I've been wanting to catch up. 
because I know it's ending next week. The season is super dark. <laughs> and it, the I think f- I've watched two seasons at this point. Like, I loved the, like, first few seasons, and then it really got really sad. Okay. <laughs> like, it wasn't really funny anymore, and it really isn't. Like, the only time it's funny is when NoHo Hank is on. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the finale is airing right after Succession finale, so it'll be the series finale of that, too. Yeah, so. I need to catch up. I will. Yeah. Eventually. I just need to avoid spoilers, but my whole Twitter feed is just succession. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've never seen anyone spoil Barry. Like I've okay. and I wasn't wa- I wasn't keeping up. Like I didn't watch the first five episodes until like weeks later. So okay, well, cool. Um, we've been watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a TV mood lately. Um, but another thing that happened since we've last spoken is the Jonas Brothers album dropped. Mm-hmm. The album. Yes. <laughs> and so I figured we could just give our thoughts on it. Um, but you go first. So I haven't spent as much time as I thought I would with it yet. I listened to Me it either. like a couple times through the day it came out. And I've revisited like my two favorite songs from it. Or upon first listen, my two favorite songs, which were Montana Sky and Summer Baby. Um but I like the sound. I think it I think it was smart of them to go to like kind of like a dad yacht rock type vibe. Mm-hmm. Um I know the Bee Gees were one of their big like um what do you call influences. it? Influences for this album. I think that's smart um because that's just where they are in their lives right now. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I like it. I I, I it felt more like a vibe like a cohesive summer put this on and vibe at like yeah, a picnic it was type very album. very summery yeah, yeah. I, my favorite is montana sky as well and i think let me look at the song listing real one second i think my other favorite is americana oh okay i haven't i think i listen i only listened to that one once so I need to go back. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I haven't, I've probably listened to like, I've only listened to a whole thing through once and then I've revisited like a few songs, but yeah, I need to re-listen to it as a whole, especially in order, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, just like you said, like, I really like the whole vibe of it. Like the, the funky kind of yacht rock vibe. Mm-hmm. My one gripe is, that I feel like it's slightly overproduced. Like some of the some of the elements in some of the songs were just kind of like a little much for my personal taste. Um, like walls. Otherwise, yeah, like walls. <laughs> I can see um, that. I do I, like that song. I like, I like the song. I just feel like it's just kind of like maybe if we like took this back a notch or two, mm-hmm. it would have been better. But. Um, but yeah, otherwise I know that they had like that guy, what's his name, John Bellion or something Mm -hmm. producing. Um, and I don't think they've worked with him before, but, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I dug it overall. It's a different sound and vibe, but it still sounds like them. Like, it's not like you're like, Mm -hmm. who is this? Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I think a lot of the songs and we kind of talked about. How, like we felt like the album was kind of short 
I feel like a it's lot of the songs could yeah. have benefited from like an extra bridge or an extra verse. Yeah, a verse. And I think right. it was kind of interesting how they it almost felt like they strayed away a little bit from the lyricism that they're known for into more mm-hmm. like just like the beats and the and the aesthetic and the vibe, which I right. feel like it could have been like blended a little more where you could have had both. Right. Um, Maybe they're just not as inspired lately. <laughs> lately. <laughs> they're more inspired by beats. <laughs> also, I might need to go and like read the lyrics because I, I think a lot of the songs, I don't know what they're saying. So. <laughs> or yeah, I haven't listened to a- them enough to know what they're saying. With Americana, I like literally watched a lyric video of it. Yeah. I was, like, I need to know what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that was one where I just kind of like liked the beat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I vibed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's another good album. Yeah, like it's not, uh, we're not saying it's like a failure. I still, I think I like more, I immediately liked more songs when Happiness, Happiness Begins, Begins came yeah. out. Like that I like wanted to replay and wanted to learn and wanted to sing. Um, That's still like a no-skip album yeah, for me. Yeah, so yeah. just comparing it to like an amazing like knocked it out of the park album maybe it's not quite up there but if I I mean in two months when I like listen to the album a million times I could change my mind so and after we see them live yeah yeah that could change also <laughs> yeah oh, I'm so excited I have to learn all those, those songs. I did think when I mean when I heard the song celebrate I was like this is gonna play be played at weddings and this is gonna be licensed yeah. for like an old navy commercial and they're gonna make a ton of money off <laughs> yeah. of it or like a target commercial yeah. or something. Well, I texted you over the weekend or I don't even remember when it was, but I was like out shopping around and I was like literally every store I've gone into has played a Jonas Brothers song, like whether it be like I think most of them were off this new album, but like yeah. every song was different. Right. I was like, yeah, they're they're just like really making bank right now probably and you know get your back yeah no that's what I'm saying like I think it's so like business oriented and smart to have a song or two off your albums that are so marketable and like corporate kind of sounding that like you know like businesses will want to use because obviously yeah you're doing this to make art but you're also feeding your family so (laughs) I get it no that's what I was thinking too. It's like at this point in time, they're like, yeah, they have like families to support. Obviously, they're not like pressed for cash or anything right now, but no, but, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> you make so much money. Like, if you have a song that gets in a Target commercial, like you are sitting on stacks. <laughs> yeah. um, so, especially because we're not like buying albums anymore, like streaming pays. A fraction of what artists used to get from their albums so yeah um yep yes but yeah i'm so excited i have a funny again. story i went out to um get sushi with a couple of my friends on sunday afternoon and they had at the restaurant they had like a tv with like it was playing music but you could see like what the song was like on the tv Mm-hmm. And I heard this song and I was like, this sounds like the Jonas Brothers. And I like looked up and it was called like something, something soju or something. And it like had a little type of like, and I was sitting kind of far away and it was like J something B something with like somebody else. And I was like, 
this is a Jonas Brothers song that I haven't like heard of. Like I was like in shock <laughs> and like my friends like looked at it and they're like, oh, interesting. And then later I like mentioned it again. They were like, where does it say Jonas Brothers? And I like looked at it again and I like squinted and I was like, it definitely did not say Jonas Brothers. It said like Jesse <laughs> bike gun or something I don't even know I was like <laughs> my eyesight is so bad like I just was like JB it's definitely Jonas Brothers but I was like yeah I need to go get my new contacts <laughs> dude honestly at this point I wouldn't be surprised if there was some like random collab song they put out that I just completely missed well yeah I was like and it sounded like them too like I I honestly looked at it because I was like this sounds like the Jonas Brothers, but it was funny. Yeah. I'll see if I can find the song and send it to you so you can listen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. But yeah, happy for them. Happy (laughs) for you guys. Happy for you guys. See you in August. Okay, so let's jump into watching up. So we are on our AAPI Heritage Month theme and this past week, Michelle and I both watched Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Yeah, one of the highest rated movies on Letterboxd. One of the highest rated movies of all time. Um, so spoilers <laughs> for Spirited Away if you haven't seen yes. it. Yes, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, look at the show notes and you can skip ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll read the Letterboxd synopsis. It's a 2001 movie by, like I said, Hayao Miyazaki. And the synopsis says, A young girl, Chihiro, becomes trapped in a strange new world of spirits. When her parents undergo a mysterious transformation, she must call upon the courage she never knew she had to free her family. Um, so this was both of our first, both of our first Miyazaki movie, right? Yeah. Um, I'll let you go first because I feel like I always go first to say my thoughts. Wait, so you go. Wait, do we want to do thoughts or are you going to give a synopsis? I feel like it, there's too it's much too going hard. on. Yeah, I think we yeah, could yeah. just, you know, touch on like general plot points throughout. But what were your overall thoughts, I guess? Okay, overall thoughts. Um, so I kind of told you, but I started watching this movie yesterday on HBO Max. And like, I didn't really even look at like settings or anything. So I, when I pressed play, it started, it played in Japanese with subtitles. And so I was watching it that way. And I got about like 30, 45 minutes. And this is a long movie, by the way. I don't think I've ever Mm -hmm. seen an animated movie that's over two hours. This is two hours and 15 minutes. Um, Yeah. So I got about 45 minutes in and I like took a break to pick it back up today. And obviously today was the day that HBO Max switched over to Max. And so when I went into Max to finish watching it, it was playing in English and it didn't have an option which I didn't even know was an option before. I thought it was always in Japanese. Um, Mm -hmm. So it didn't have an option to play it in Japanese. So it was just an interesting, like, so the first part of the movie I watched in Japanese and then it switched over to English. Right. Which was a good experience. Like, it didn't look, like, dubbed over or anything. And honestly, like, I had a better time with it once it was in English. (laughs) Which is kind of embarrassing to say because, like, I don't want to be like, I don't like reading subtitles, but um, I don't think so at all. But and I'll let you get to your thoughts. But I just wanted to touch on this because I was going to ask you what you thought of that. When I watched it, I watched it like over like a week ago and it was still HBO Max and I still didn't have the option to watch it in Japanese, which I thought was weird because 
when I hit play, it started playing in English. And so what, what I usually do is I want to watch it with the subtitles instead of the dubbing. Uh-huh. But for this movie especially, I feel like for a first-time watch, I feel like I am glad that I watched it dubbed because I could focus mm-hmm. just on like what I was looking at and um, instead of you know being distracted by the subtitles. Mm-hmm. And also specifically because it was my first time watching it, like I didn't know, you know, you don't have the original to compare it to, so it doesn't really like ruin your. Even when experience. I switched over, it didn't ru- like I thought it looked good, and I, I don't know if it was a um, just. That's just how anime style animation is. But the way that he animated their mouth movements, like it could have been in any language, I feel like, and it would have like yeah. matched. So it didn't look off, yeah. It didn't look off in English at all. Um, and so once I got it in English, I feel like I was a little more like locked into the story. Um mm-hmm. But so, first of all, this movie is insane. Uh, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's, it's literally like I didn't know what to expect, but I did not expect literally anything that it was. Um, it's so <laughs> quirky. It's very, it's like 100% pure imagination. That's the only way I know how to describe yeah. it. Um, I was trying to think of a movie because I was like watching it and I, I enjoyed it. I think I really, really would have enjoyed it if I was a child, <laughs> like obviously. Right? And I was trying to yeah. think um, if of a, like kind of something that it reminded me of, like that we liked when we were kids. And the only thing I could think of was Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was I just a kind of like, bit about that. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you don't really know what's going on, but you know, you're like, along for the ride um yeah and like nothing really like makes a lot of sense but it's just happening and you're like okay let's get, go on this journey together um such a journey <laughs> yeah so the animation was spectacular gorgeous literally every single frame was like a piece of art like I don't even know yeah. how long this took to make but it looked like it took a million years to me yeah it's funny I read you mentioned how long it is and I was reading this one thing about it was like an interview with Miyazaki and he said that the original cut was like over three hours like the story he wanted to tell would have been over three hours and he was like so I just cut out all the eye candy and I'm like, that's the movie without the eye candy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was what? like, it released the cut. It released the <laughs> it released Miyazaki the cut. cut. Um, but like, I, I was thinking like people that are really big fans of this movie, there's probably like so many tattoos out there of like like different oh, stills this from this movie. This movie is so beloved, yeah. Um, there's probably like framed like artwork in people's houses and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I had a feeling while I was watching that it, that I really wish I had more background or more knowledge of like Japanese folklore. Cause I felt like there was a yeah. lot tied into it that probably made a lot more sense if you have that, that background, um, which we obviously don't. So I was like, I feel like there's a lot of things like going over my head, but it was still like so fun to watch and the characters were lovable and especially the main girl, I feel like was so um, precious and just like you wanted her to be okay. Um, You were rooting for her. Yeah, you were rooting for her. Um, What else? What else? I mean, I highly recommend it. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. 
That's the thing. That's what I was going to say. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, I was just like blown away at every turn. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like we said, this is a movie that is like highly beloved by like so many people. I've heard so many people talking about it throughout my whole life. Mm -hmm. And the image that I knew from it was no face. Like Mm -hmm. he, I feel like no face is always the thing that you see like um, tied to this film. I'd I'd never but even I didn't. seen that. Like Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I I think I've only seen the girl, like the cover of the poster or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had never seen the girl. Yeah. That, so I was like, I didn't really know what the story was. Um something that I really like loved about it is that it's like the beginning part of the movie is so brief before we like get into the meat. Like we we're you know usually in the lead up it's kind of like this drawn out like giving all this exposition and this background for what's about to happen but this barely had like five minutes mm-hmm. of that which I really appreciated and but um, it really I think spells out like the the story like what it what it's about in those five minutes like yeah. it's about growing up and kind of like the, the importance of your friendships and like how like changes in life are scary, but you'll get through mm-hmm. them. But like, it was really just setting yeah. up like that this girl, like the situation she's in of like having to leave her friends and like move to a new city is like, that's like what we're talking about <laughs> in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. when you get into the like very um, just out of this world stuff, it kind of grounds it with like what the story is about still. You think back yeah. to like that and that's like her journey that she's on to like find courage or right. whatever. It's about being on the brink of like adulthood, like becoming mm-hmm. your own person and also having to be like a contributing member of society mm-hmm. and not not having your parents there to like you know, be, do things for you or back you up. Like that was one thing, like there were a few things about this movie that I was kind of like, this probably would have scared me like as Mm -hmm. a kid, um, which is what I like about, like, that's kind of what I look for in my animated movies these days. So yeah, it was definitely um, more like, um, an older kid movie. I don't think, I think it would have scared like a little, little kid. Um, yeah, but just that aspect of like, so once they get into the spirit world, like pretty soon thereafter, her parents uh, like transform into pigs. And just that aspect of like, you are there like with your parents who are usually like your safe haven. And even with them there, they're not gonna help you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I feel like that kind of would have for me as a kid been like a real kind of like oh no like I can't even trust my parents Mm -hmm. like what am I supposed to do if I'm in danger yeah and establishing her as like a kid that's very like scared of everything and like she's like clutching her mom's arm and like it has this shot of her dad walking or her dad looks like he's 10 feet tall like protect like very protective over like his family and stuff um Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and so we get into the spirit world and uh, immediately she meets this boy uh, named Haku, mm-hmm. um, who was voiced by Jason Marsden from Boy Meets World. Are you serious? Yeah. I had to look it up because I was like, I know this voice. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even. Wow. Well, in the in just in the English version, I'm assuming. In the dub. Yeah. yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Were there other people we would have known as the voices or no? 
I don't think so. I think just scrolling through the cast list, I didn't like no one else jumped out at me. That's really cool. Um, but um, but yeah, so he basically warns her. He's like, there's all these like rules that are kind of just like, you know, we just accept them as rules. It's not like I'm asking too many questions about. Right. There like, wasn't the, a lot of exposition about like what was going on or like why this thing, this like place was there or any like yeah. how it got there or like anything like that. It was just kind of like right. it is what it is. <laughs> He's just like, you need to take your parents and get across the river, like, before it gets dark or whatever. And I guess that, you know, once it gets dark is when the spirits come out and they start, like, their their work and everything. Um, but obviously she couldn't do that because her parents were piggies who didn't know who she was. And so she gets stuck there. She almost turns into a spirit herself, but she eats the food from the spirit world so she doesn't disappear. Um, and then this is where shit gets crazy. Um, and just the beautiful animation was like breathtaking when she looks across the river and sees like the boat coming towards her and like all the lights mm -hmm. and everything like that. I'll say that this movie... Like, I've never seen, I feel like, lighting portrayed in an animated movie mm -hmm. the way that I that it was in this one. Mm -hmm. um, there was also a lot I, of really, I feel like, theatrical camera work being done. Yes. Yeah, there was yeah. CGI. Mm -hmm. It was all hand-drawn. I looked into this because I was, like, very curious. It's all hand-drawn, but they transposed it to digital after it was drawn so that they could do those like CGI it. like camera movements. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So, you know, she meets the leader of this world. whose name is you Baba, who is like crazy looking. I'm like, how did they animate this character? Oh, the old lady. Yeah. She yeah. is scary. She looks very scary, but the thing that I found surprising was, like, she wasn't, like, super villainous or anything like that. She was kind of, like, like, she's a hard ass, but she's not, I like, feel like there was, like, uh, an undertone of some, like, anti-capitalism messaging going on somewhere. Yeah. I didn't, I, it didn't really, like, congeal fully for me, but it was, like, I was, like, why does she, like, all she wants is, like, a job? And I'm, like, wait, why <laughs> is that her first like instinct to like say I need a job like I don't know and then like just the way that sh this woman was kind of like I guess the top of the food chain and everybody else was kind of like her minion and um mm -hmm. there's definitely away. like I feel like there's a oh I feel like what I've from what I've heard about his movies there's a lot of messaging about like um just uh, warning against the dangers of like being greedy kind mm -hmm. of like messaging to kids like you have to you know like don't be greedy like you should be appreciative of what like what you have and all of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um, which ties back into like the parents you know being gluttonous and turning into pigs mm -hmm. and and all the workers and, like clamoring over the gold when she just wanted to like yeah. save her friend who was in exactly. trouble yeah exactly so, yeah, I mean, like we said, there's just too much, like, going on. To yeah, if we, like, we can't go through the whole plot <laughs> because, like, it, like every scene is, like, two minutes and it's, like, a different, like, something different's happening. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. Um, which is very, like, it kept me engaged the entire time, mm -hmm. which is always appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I... 
I just, I, I kept looking at you, Baba, and I'm like, how did they animate this character? Like, yeah, with all of her jewelry and her like giant head. And, like, she was scary. I think stuff. out of everything, she yeah. was like the scariest. And the baby was disgusting. Oh, the baby! Once the baby <laughs> came into play, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> The giant baby. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have to point out the three things that I was obsessed with okay. in this movie. The first one being the little soot sprites. Yeah. I that, like, read carried that, the coal. I saw that they're they're in another one of his movies too. It's like yeah. it's like something he came up with. It's not something from folklore. Um, I loved them I was like too. obsessed with them. <laughs> They're so cute. And then the other two being um, after you, Baba's sister turns the baby and the bird into like a little mouse yeah, and a cute. tiny little the bird. The bird is cute. I was like, I feel like just the, because those, all three of those things were like animated in just a very like traditional kind of 2D animation mm-hmm. way. And they kind of stood out from everything else. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so cute. Mm-hmm, that was really cute. It kind of reminded me of like the raccoon and the bird from Pocahontas or like, you know how like the lead always has like two little like sidekicks yeah. Yeah, yeah. or scuttle and cute. flounder, or, you know, mm-hmm. cute. yeah. Um, wait, what was the third thing? Oh, just the two, the mouse and the bird and then the soot sprites. Okay. Um, I liked how Yababa, that part where she like put on her cloak and then turned into a bird and flew away like yeah. I don't know why I really liked that because yeah, <laughs> cool. like, her, cool. her nose is so her big, nose is like, is a, like beak. a beak yeah um um so I think it's hard to say like what my favorite scene was but one of the scenes that I really liked was the morning in the bathhouse mm-hmm. when it's raining outside and the stink or what they think is a stink spirit comes in mm-hmm. I thought that scene was really cool, yeah, and that, that was, was one of the one of the times where the lighting inside the bathhouse like w- really stood out to me. Like mm-hmm. it, you could, f- you felt like you were in like it was morning time, it was raining outside, but it's like nice and cozily lit inside the bath bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the stink sprite comes in, and then they extract like all this pollution from it, and then it come to find out it's a river spirit a river spirit mm-hmm. or something like that and he gives her a, a I think my favorite part was when they're flying and she tells Haku what his real name was and it was and emotional <laughs> yeah that wasn't that was a really cool moment yeah. when all the scales fly off and he mm-hmm. stops being a dragon mm-hmm. the dragon was cool it reminded me of Stevie mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I like, and then at the end when like she gets out and like her parents get out and then like they go back to the car and everything's like covered in moss because they've been in there for God knows how long. Um, Yeah. I was just like, wait, when are they going to realize? Because the dad's like, hurry, we don't want to miss the movers. I was like, I want to know what happens after. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, when so do they realize they're furniture? like a month late or something? <laughs> I don't even know how long they were in there. Um, like is their furniture all just like on their front yard or something yeah i was like you definitely miss the movers um (laughs) yeah maybe that's part of the eye candy that he but i also (laughs) liked that they um that they had that in there because i guess at the end it could have been like 
did she just imagine all this? Like, you know, like right. you kind of would yeah. have been like, was that real? But then when you saw like all the moss and the d- car covered in like dust and stuff, you're like, oh yeah, it was yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing that I liked about like the fact that her parents were with her when they entered like the spirit world or whatever, because I feel like kind of like the rules of these types of movies, like these kids movies is like the kid always sees it when they're alone or they always like experience this thing and they run back to their parents and tell them and the parents are like, no, you're just silly. I know. And And when they were like, I smell something. I'm like, why would you eat? food that's just (laughs) sitting in the middle of an abandoned amusement park where nobody's there I'd be like that is sus I would not just eat it yeah and that was the part where the dad says something about like having his credit card again it goes back to probably like the anti-capitalist like thing Mm -hmm. where he's like I have a credit card like I can pay for this and they're driving like an Audi or whatever Mm -hmm. just like in their brand new fancy house Mm -hmm. like all of this kind of stuff about just you know, having things. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, it was just such an interesting, different experience. It was, like I said, it it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen, so. Yeah, I can see why so many people love it Mm -hmm. so much. I can definitely see it being kind of like a comfort movie, Mm -hmm. like wanting to revisit it. I don't think I will probably ever watch it again, but I could see like making my kids sit down and watch it like you yeah. know like I I want I would be like if I was like eight or nine like I feel like I would be transfixed and like I would definitely yeah, sit still for, for two sure. hours <laughs> like so I'm like yeah, if I just want totally. them to not bother me for two hours I'm gonna put this movie on <laughs> yeah I I think I do want to rewatch it I want to rewatch it in the original language and see like how it compares Japanese I guess is a really fun language to listen to I just like, I like the words, I like the pronunciation, I like the names and just like everything about it. So like, I wasn't having a bad time when I was watching it in Japanese. I just think I wasn't fully absorbing everything (laughs) on the same level. Mm -hmm. So I think the Mm -hmm. second watch through would be a good, good way to do that for sure. Right. Now that I've seen it, um, I'm trying to think of what else we haven't touched on her friend um what was her name lynn the girl that kind of like took her under her wing i liked that character yeah like the big sister (laughs) um yeah just like just kind of just the creativity of all the different like like you said a lot of it does tie into probably japanese folklore and all of that kind of stuff um but yeah just like the the characters that are in like every frame of the movie where you're like you pause it you could be like look at that thing right like there's so many things (laughs) there's just so much going on there's no way you could like fully absorb it on the first watch for sure yeah exactly i liked the frogs (laughs) the frogs and the giant like chicks (laughs) yeah they looked funny Uh, i liked the part uh at the beginning when um, like when the spirit world starts to come alive, um, all of those spirits that were coming off the boat that were only a mask, like they were mm-hmm. floating masks. Yeah, that was cool. They, like their body developed. Mm. It was really cool. That was, that That's a part that I think I would have been scared of too when I was little. Yeah. Just like the mm-hmm. ghost aspect or the spirit aspect. I would have been like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I probably would have been scared of the giant baby. <laughs> baby disgusting. I'm still scared of that baby. I know. <laughs> and the way that Yubaba was so like 
doting towards it. I was like, ooh, this makes me feel icky. (laughs) (laughs) And the way that it was, like, Um, hiding under the pillows, I was like... It was like a germaphobe. Uh, but yeah, I I really, really liked this movie, and I want to watch more of his movies now, for sure. My friend Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. My neighbor Totoro, or Ponyo. <laughs> Frankie Jonas. <laughs> I can't famous. believe I haven't seen Frankie that Jonas, one. Frankie Jonas, you will always be famous. <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've heard good things about my neighbor Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle. I've never heard of that. And like Princess Mononoke, I feel like are the ones I always hear about. I haven't heard of those. Um, I've heard of Totoro. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's just very interesting. And um, apparently he's coming out with a new movie. He's like, he's in his 80s. He's like and in his every 80s. Time, I feel like it's crazy. every time that he comes out with a movie, he like says he's going to stop. <laughs> he doesn't. Never stop. Um, and I was reading a little bit about Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, apparently that style of animation is like purely their own. Like it's not anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like something that he invented basically, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, I believe it. I just, I didn't yeah. think I had a word to describe it other than anime. But you're right. It's not fully that. It's not like comic book. Yeah. Like I feel like anime is like, and I might be totally wrong, but there's those like shots of like stills, like kind of like a comic book. Like boom, bang. Or I yeah. guess manga is what it's called. Manga is the comics, yeah. But um, um, yeah, it's not like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was remembering, do you remember those like anime like Bible videos? <laughs> yes. Okay. I so I've tried to like, I've tried to like figure out what those were. And I've asked other people too. No one knows what I'm talking about. Maybe it was just at our church, but like there were like little like Bible stories that they showed us in Sunday school that were like anime style. So I'm assuming they were from like a Japanese studio or something. I feel like we had them at home too. Hmm. Because there is one in particular I remember like watching many, many times. That's so interesting. Maybe I'll try to look it up and see. But I kept thinking of that because obviously it's, you know, a similar style but yeah yeah we need to figure out what those were because i i remember like being so excited every time they like put one on yeah (laughs) they were good (laughs) i wonder if they were originally in japanese or not i mean they look dubbed i i I remember the mouths not really matching what they were saying um that's so funny uh maybe I'll, i'll try to find it if i do i'll send it to you um any other thoughts and prayers no it's just one of those movies that i really do feel like everybody should like watch because it's not it's like you might not like it but it's like it's gonna be different than anything you've seen before (laughs) yeah yeah and like you said i feel like i can i can see if i had watched this as like a younger person Mm -hmm. like i could see how it would be a movie that would like change people you could become like transfixed by it it could be like yeah like this is my entire personality yeah (laughs) yeah yeah or especially if you saw it in theaters i'm i'm sure that was like a crazy experience yeah i'm sure it's one of those that they like put back in theaters a lot it's the high i think it's still the highest grossing film out of japan of all time Mm -hmm. 
It's the first um, and highest grossing animated f- feature, I think, of all time. Is I it? Think. It's the first. Um, it's the first hand drawn non English animated movie to be nominated for best animated feature and one and one. Yeah, after research, I thought I heard. There's just a lot of like record breaking statistics about it. I feel like or like groundbreaking things about it. Oh, never mind. It says this says Frozen too. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad we watched this one. Just kind of like a tent pole. Yes. Of film. So yeah. So we are gonna do one more week of our AAPI um, Heritage Month month theme. Yes. And this week. Michelle graciously let me choose the vi- the film that we're going to watch. We're going to watch the same one again. Yes. Because it's to. fun. Because it's fun that way. So, okay. So the film that I've chosen for us to watch this week is going to be Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love. Okay. From 2000. Okay. And this was on, um, this was on the Sight and Sound list that got released, um, was it earlier this year or last year? I can't remember what number it was, but it's on there. I've never heard of it, so I'm excited. All right. Well, I talked about, uh, I feel like a couple months ago, I went and saw Chung King Express. Mm-hmm. This is the same director. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see it. It has a ton of five-star reviews from the people I follow on Letterboxd. Wow. So, yeah. Cool. I'm I'm down. So that shall be that shall be what we're talking about next week. Awesome. It's gonna be banger, another banger of an episode. It's gonna be lit. So be sure to come back next week. Mm-hmm. Unless unless Michelle decides to have another mental breakdown. I'm just kidding. <laughs> JK JK. Everybody needs next time, a week off every now and then. Next time it's my yeah. turn. I know. I applaud you for even saying something because I that's my toxic trait <laughs> is not saying it's something. just plastering on a smile and being like no I can do it <laughs> no I think I've passed that point in my life but um yeah it's gonna be great well oh I was just gonna say everybody should go watch Spirited Away it's on HBO yeah go watch it and let us know now. your thoughts Yes, let us know your thoughts again you can email us at watchinguppod at gmail.com Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Watching Up Pod. Um, give us a follow on your podcast platform and a five star review mm-hmm. because why not? It's not going to hurt why you. Why not? <laughs> Take a crazy chance. Give us five stars and come back next week for another sensational episode. We'll we'll be talking about the finale of Succession. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. We're not okay. You're not okay. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Watching Up. Love you, sis. Bye. Love ya. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say.